Y'all, I'm getting ready to put y'all up on some extraordinary time. People have the power. All we have to do is awaken the power in the people. Welcome to the Oracle Frequency Podcast. My name is Brian, and on this episode, we're going to talk about the differences between 5-MeO-DMT and NN-DMT. Now, even though these substances may seem similar, and to a degree they are, they do have different effects, they come from different sources, and they have a completely different dosing scale. So it's important to know the difference between the two if you plan to ever consume them. Both forms of DMT can be taken intravenously, can be smoked or vaporized, or can be taken orally. One of the big differences between the two is that 5-MeO-DMT you can take orally without an MAO inhibitor. Now with NN-DMT, obviously you need that MAO inhibitor, and when you mix it into a drinkable form, you have ayahuasca, and if you mix those same MAO inhibitors with NN-DMT in a smokable form, you get changa. As far as the sources of these two chemicals, 5-MeO-DMT is most commonly found in the venom glands of the Colorado River toad. This toad is one of the largest in North America and lives in the southwestern United States and into Mexico. And through an extraction process, this venom can be collected and purified into pure 5-MeO-DMT. Now, 5-MeO-DMT can also be found in various plants throughout the world. Uh, one that comes to mind is the Chalipanga plant that is used in ayahuasca sometimes. It's usually not the primary ingredient, but it's an admixture. The varola tree in South America, various species, were used as a snuff. Indigenous people would take the bark, grind it up into a fine powder, and snort it, and they were able to get some of the low-dose effects of 5-MeO-DMT. For instance, they had a euphoric feeling, and they would feel good and be happy and have a sense of energy and a oneness with their community. So while 5-MeO-DMT is limited to primarily one species of toad and a few plants in trace amounts, NN-DMT is actually very common in nature. It's actually a naturally occurring substance in the human body. It can be found in over 125 different species of acacia tree, in various species of mimosa tree, in the chacruna plant that's obviously used in ayahuasca, and in various strains of grass that are very common all over the world, such as the canary reed grass, which looks like your common front yard grass in North America. And when most plants are tested, almost every plant contains a small trace amount of DMT. So even though 5-MeO-DMT is less common in nature, it's actually the more potent of the two substances. You need less 5-MeO-DMT per milligram than you do NN-DMT. So in comparison, a low dose of 5-MeO-DMT will range between 2 and 5 milligrams, whereas a low dose of NN-DMT will range between 10 and 20 milligrams. At the same time, a high dose of 5-MeO-DMT can go between 15 and 20 milligrams, and NN-DMT's high dose is more in the 60 to 70 milligram range. So as you can see, there's a difference of between a tenth and, a, and double uh, between the two substances. And so it's important because if two people were smoking 20 milligrams and one had 5-MeO-DMT and one had NM-DMT, you're going to have drastically different experiences. So even though they took the same amount of milligrams, the same weight of substance, because 5-MeO-DMT is more potent, that person has actually taken a lot of the substance. 20 milligrams is a lot of 5-MeO-DMT. The person who took the 20 milligrams of NN-DMT that's really not that much 
that's not enough to break through. That's considered a low dose. So if both people took 20, one person's going to be in a much different situation than the other. Because of the smaller dose, usually one good hit of 5-MeO-DMT puts you where you need to be. Whereas with NN-DMT, it takes two to three, maybe even four good tokes off the pipe. And it's sometimes good to have a friend hold the lighter or bowl so that you can get that last hit in as you're going off into hyperspace. With that said, it's completely possible to get a full dose of NN-DMT in just one hit if you're using proper equipment. The more times you light the bowl or pipe that you're using, the more excess DMT you burn off, and thus the less you're actually ingesting. So using a dabbing rig or a glass pipe is the way to go, and most people will find that they need less DMT to actually reach a breakthrough threshold when they're using proper equipment. Not only is 5-MeO-DMT more potent, but it also lasts a little bit longer. Though this will vary from dose to dose and person to person, usually you have a little bit more time to reflect while you're coming down. Both substances, once you take your first hit, take effect within 15 to 60 seconds. And their peak experiences will range usually between 5 and 10 minutes, and both can go to the 20-minute mark. But 5-MeO-DMT lasts with you a little bit longer coming down. And what I mean by this is, after about 10 or 15 minutes of smoking NN-DMT, you will be clear-headed almost as if you never did anything at all. Like you're completely sober, you had never even taken DMT. And it's an amazing experience. You have such a drastic event take place, and then you're right back to where you were. But one of the cons to this is that you don't have a lot of time there and a lot of time immediately after to reflect on what happened. You just have a whole bunch of crazy sequences of events and you're trying to put it all together, but it can be very difficult to do. The benefit of 5-MeO-DMT is that come down process is more of a 25 to 30 minutes, even into an hour range with some people. And so you still have the positive effects of the substance in your body, but you're able to kind of make sense of what you've been through a little better. So that brings us to the biggest question that gets asked when you bring up the two types of DMT and the differences between them. And that would be, what are the differences in effect between 5-MeO-DMT and NN-DMT? And the number one difference is the level of hallucinations and the level of fractals that go on on NN-DMT are much, much higher than on 5-MeO-DMT. As a matter of fact, on 5-MeO-DMT, there's many people who even at high levels claim that they don't ever have hallucinations. They don't see colors, they don't see uh, tunnels or warp tunnels, they don't see fractals or the alien beings or the machine elves that someone like Terrence McKenna talks about, uh, the fairies that Graham Hancock's talked about through history or alien abductions and stuff like that. Mostly on 5-MeO-DMT, people feel a jolt of euphoria and energy and positiveness and oneness and just a sense of well-being and happiness and they kind of go inside their mind and reflect on their self more than going into another world now in both of these experiences which is unique with psychedelics is that you have your ego intact these aren't hero dose type things with mushrooms where your ego is obliterated and you're going there and becoming part of it without the ego. On DMT trips, you actually have your ego and yourself intact, and you go into this other world as Brian Jackson from Florida or John Doe from wherever. You go into this world with your ego completely intact, and that's one of the things that's so great about it and so strange about it. 
That's one of the big draws because you can actually take your own personality and self and look at this place and get perspective of it instead of just melting into it like you would possibly on a large dose of mushrooms. Now we said that 5-MeO-DMT was more potent per milligram than NN-DMT, and that's true. But most people would consider an NN-DMT trip much more of a powerful experience. You get much more colors and fractals, you travel through space and alien lands, and you communicate with what seems to be intelligent entities that are concerned about your well-being and just want to let you know that everything's going to be all right and to look around at all the colors and wonder and things that you're passing by at the speed of light, literally. You can barely glance all this stuff because these geometric shapes are morphing into different colors and pictures. And some people say they, they see full-out gray aliens. Some people say that they're elves or that they're fairies. Uh, some people say they're metallic balls that jump into their skin and cure them and heal what's wrong with them, just doing microscopic surgery all over their body instantly. And, you know, sometimes these entities appear to be jokers and almost mock us for being there, not in a scary way. And other times they seem extremely loving and caring and they open up doors to show us new magnificent things along the way on the trip. And many people talk about as the trip is ending and you're coming back into reality that these entities will say goodbye. Now, they don't actually say it. It's almost... Uh, telepathy. It's almost that they're communicating directly with your brain without, you know, words are being spoken without any sounds being heard. And you just understand that they care about you and they miss you and they'll see you again sometime. Goodbye. And that's, that's the end of your trip. And then you're back. And it is one of the most difficult things in the world to, to, to try to explain or tell to someone who's never done it or had these experiences before. Psychedelic uh, experiences are notoriously difficult to communicate to other people, especially people who haven't had a similar experience. But DMT might be the most crazy five to 10 minutes of your life if you get a good dose of DMT and you have a breakthrough experience. Now, as we said before, DMT, when you smoke it, you've got to smoke it, smoke it in a glass pipe. And it's rough. It can hurt your lungs. It burns a little bit. So a lot of people take their first hit and they start to cough or they take the first hit and don't want to take a second hit or wait a little too long. And it's crucial that you take big hits very quickly and probably one more than you think you need if you want to break through. Now, obviously, you should measure out your uh, weight before you do this so you know what you're starting with and, and you know how much you have in your bowl or in your pipe. But... Uh, definitely important to get that extra hit if you want to have a breakthrough experience. Now, you you will see fractals and shapes and lights and things change in your room if you take a low dose, but you're not going to be traveling at warp speed through alien worlds uh, the way that McKenna would describe. So it must be noted that in the United States and in many places around the world, these substances are still illegal. In the United States, DMT is a Schedule One substance under the Controlled Substance Act, just like mushrooms, just like LSD, just like marijuana, unfortunately. But they are illegal to consume and illegal to possess. Now, many of the plants you can actually get online, you can actually grow in your own garden, and as long as you're not caught 
producing or extracting the DMT, the plants are completely fine to get. There's nurseries in Florida that actually sell plants that contain DMT or high levels of DMT that you could do an extraction with, but may not be the most optimal ones. So I hope that was helpful for a few people. And like anything, if you're going to take psychedelic drugs, you need to do research, read books, read articles, learn as much as you can. One of the key things about psychedelics is set and setting. Timothy Leary was credited with it, but he got it from someone else before him. Your mindset going into the psychedelic experience, along with the setting that you're in, will play a great role in the outcome of the event. So with that said, everybody have a safe Memorial Day weekend. Be good to each other. We love you. Peace. We're out.